Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. sauce. Hello, 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 and welcome to single number 45 from Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. Singles are the shorter installments that we record when we've got a little something extra to say. And today we have something extra and extra special to talk about. Um, Sarah, why don't you give us some insight on what I mean by that coy remark? (laughs) I think it's pretty amazing that this is single 45, because 45s um we're old we never had a single 33 and a third more's the pity (laughs) right kids ask your parents so we have written a book called madonna a to z it is part of a larger mast alphabet series in which we look at an artist or a pop music i don't even know genre trend uh with 26 little subchapters a to z because english alphabet Our very first one, Shocker, is on Madonna. It is available now on our shiny new website, markandsarahtalkaboutsongs.com. You really don't need any more information than that. When you go to the website, it will be there in your face. You Um, can even explore the book. You can, quote, look inside the book and see previews, previews, previews. And it uh, cartwheels onto your computer screen. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was we, like an unexpected are, uh, bonus from our from our colleague who designed that website. I, at least I didn't know it was going to like be animated that way, and I was so excited. <laughs> I know <laughs> we we are a little country come to town when it comes to technology sometimes. <laughs> anyway, we oh my we god, would. the lights turn on when you walk in the room. You don't touch nothing. You just clap. Oh, my God. Gary. What a time to be alive. I can't believe this. Gary, come look at this. (laughs) Gary, come look at this. (laughs) Ronnie. Um, Okay. So, seriously, back to the subject, which is Madonna. We thought that for this month's single, we would give you sort of like an audio peek into our thought process on a particular chapter which is called Krauss Covers. Mark, would you like to read that beautiful intro which explains why we have a chapter called Krauss Covers? Of course. Um, If you're a Mastis listener, we write, then you know that we will eventually fantasize about Alison Krauss covering every song in the world. In that spirit, we've decided to imagine an entire album's worth of Dream Madonna Covers, While we're suggesting a variety of artists, we're, of course, naming the overall endeavor after our patron saint of reinterpretation. That pretty much sums it up. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, Madonna Madonna is, I guess, covered a a fair amount, but it seems like less sort of proportionate to her, like the volume of her output, if that makes any sense. Like, it seems like people should just be covering her like every day. Well, Um, interestingly, only one cover of a Madonna song has ever charted in the United States. And that's Kelly Osbourne's really terrible cover of Papa Don't Preach. So it's like, there's never been a huge mainstream cover of her work, even though people are, you're right, there are like all these YouTube videos of people singing Material Girl in concert or whatever. Right. Or like, I mean, TikTok has is probably like 8% people busting out Madonna covers, which I am here for, especially if there's a banjo. 
But we went with a variety of artists and styles. Speaking of styles, Mark, do you want to kick us off? Yes. So among the songs that we recommend is I thought that Harry Styles should cover the song Angel from the Like a Virgin album. It reached number five. Sorry, can't help myself. Chart facts. I just think that Harry Styles is such a great rock star right now. And he's such a great, like, he's a great musician, great singer, very uh, interesting in the way that he bends uh, gender around and stuff like that. And I think that his California rock sensibility that Stevie Nicks has officially stamped with her approval uh-huh. would actually give Angel a really nice Pacific Coast Highway flavor that I would be really interested to hear. I really like that. Um, I hesitated to suggest any cover artist for causing a commotion because I love that song so much. But um, another thing that I love is Moni Love. <laughs> yes. And everything that sort of rocked us back on our heels when we were talking about her uh, collabo with Queen Latifah on Ladies First, I think makes her really a great choice. Uh, the song is already awesome, but I also think that it could be turned into a hip hop protest song yes. in the right hands. And Moni Love's hands are those hands. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I did want to ask you, do you imagine this as being a situation where Moni Love writes new verses and then the chorus is the same? How do you imagine it uh, playing out in your fantasy world? Uh, I'm I'm really not sure. I'm sort of like leaving that up to the universe. Let Moni decide. I, yes. <laughs> which I hope, yeah, which I hope hears our cry on these. But um, it, yeah, I think it's, I think it's more a matter of like maybe changing the um, changing the key mm. or the tempo just to sort of just to sort of dig into the more defiant aspects because the song is just like fun and inviting. But I think there is that usual ribbon of Madonna defiance in it yes. that if you really exploded that in a hip hop direction and then maybe sampled some of uh, Madonna's like minor key, darker emotional material in it somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know. There's a reason I talk about songs and I don't make <laughs> them. And it's not just because I, I can't really sing very well. <laughs> so yeah, Moni, but I do, hit it. I do love the idea of causing a commotion being a title that becomes a political protest title. It's so good. Yeah, that's. I must confess that that's kind of as far as I got with the reimagining of it for myself. That I was like, mm, no, I don't like. I trust Moni Love. Let's see what happens. So <laughs> thank you for asking that question, Moni. We're ready to see what you do. Um, now are. in in the array of this, or I'm not in the array. In the way this chapter is laid out, you're next. Also, <laughs> uh, I am. And this one is just a like fuck with your head joint. Um, you all know how much I love Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I am not actually a huge fan of the song Cherish or not as big a fan as I am of some other songs. And I would really like to see what Phoebe Bridgers, who is not a um, peppy love song artist, does to put it mildly with making making it minor key like slow it down put on a fuzzy felicity sweater throw in some plaintive strings and i I think it turns into an elegy for a love lost and it unlocks the 
dark underside of the line Romeo and Juliet. They never felt this way, I bet. Because it didn't yes. end well for Romeo and Juliet. That's true. <clears throat> Spoiler, I, let me it doesn't end well this, for Romeo though. and Juliet. <laughs> let me ask you, um, because I think you're a bigger Cherish fan than I am. If you were going to throw this to another artist, who would you throw it to? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I, my instinct right away is that I would want to throw it to a male artist. Huh. Okay. Because I actually think you actually talk in the book about the fact that men are very rarely given the space to be vulnerable in, when they sing. They're expected to have a more aggressive stance about their love and sexuality and their feelings. Yes. True. So there's sort of a like, there's an innocent flirtatiousness about this song that I would love to hear covered by a male artist um i'll come back to you i'm gonna think about that a bit longer because there's also like romeo and juliet like you could maybe go in a sort of like obsessive borderline unwell right yes direction with it and you know who would really split the difference with that is the pet shop boys but it's actually your turn to talk so oh yeah that's a great idea You know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to assign this particular cover to Neo because he's got a really great voice. And I'd love to hear what an R&B singer could do with this song. Yeah. Into it. Okay. So I also love the song Crazy For You. And I love the chicks. Nay, the Dixie Chicks. So I have decided that I would love to hear the chicks do Crazy For You as an up-tempo bluegrass jam. Right. Like because uh, Crazy For You is a great ballad, but it would work. You know, there's <clears throat> it's it's not a sad song lyrically. It's like I see you through the smoky air. I want to fuck yeah. you. So yeah. I'd like to hear the chicks kick up that banjo tempo and uh, and see what the song becomes in their hands. Bear, shut up. <laughs> Apparently your dog agrees with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I tried to mute that, but he he will be heard. He's like um, crazy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, he's like no, no touch crazy for use. Um, I love that idea, and it puts me in mind actually of uh, Angel on Earth, Dolly Parton's cover of "I Get a Kick Out of You." Yes, exactly. Which manages to leech all of the, um, like, even though she's talking about like doing cocaine on a on a Learjet, it manages like Frank Sinatra's version manages to seem very like louche. And hers is like, so <laughs> we're just having fun, doing some blow. Yeah, I know. I don't need it because you're here. Like it, it's just so much. Uh, it's just so much cheerier. Like Fr- Frank Sinatra just was always in a shitty mood. I don't know. Um, so that brings us to the actual patron saint, not only of the podcast but of this particular exercise. Saint Allison Krauss will be covering "Dress You Up." I don't feel like I mostly connect with Alison Krauss on the more um, uh, like upbeat line dancey level, but I would still like Alison Krauss and Union Station to take a run at Dress You Up as a um, beer scented honky tonk stomp um, that just has you uh, up in your tiered skirt and uh, doing a line dance. Yes, and we both love this song so much that we both have a cover idea for it. Yes, we needed two <laughs> versions of Dress You Up on a single album. Fucking A. Don't at me. The money will be well spent when this project gets made. Because 
I agree with you that that song would kick ass as a honky tonk. And then also, I would love to hear the Killers do a version of this song that really teases out the yearning. Because Madonna's version is so confident. Like, you can tell that she knows that she will be covering someone with Velvet Kisses. But Mm -hmm. I think that the Killers could evoke the sense that they're not sure. And that maybe they're like at home huddled in the closet yearning, but they're never actually going to get to do it. So I would love to hear Brandon Flowers just wail all over this song. I love this idea so much because technically, lyrically, it's like, let me do this. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's Madonna. So she's like, parenthetically, it's like, you're gonna (laughs) let me do this. Exactly. Like, just just tell yourself it's your idea that ooh that that went to a dark place. Um, <laughs> so, oh. my next one is everybody, which we talked about in a recent episode. Um, but you know, I was not a huge fan of it, and I think I said in so many words that I didn't really need to hear it any more times, <laughs> except. If Emmylou Harris and Mark Knopfler uh, reunite, and P.S., if you don't have their, like, uh, Bluegrass Roots album, it's really worthwhile. Uh, and as a slower duet, it becomes like um, uh, like a congregational sort of call and response formal witnessing exercise that mm-hmm. I think would be really beautiful and neat. Yeah, because you said on the podcast before, you don't need to hear Madonna's version of Everybody again. But that doesn't mean you don't need to hear this version of Everybody. I think we all need to hear this version. Yeah. Agree. I actually really like this idea, too, because what it also does is underlines the fact that dance pop lyrics can be just as meaningful as lyrics in genres that we're trained to give weight yeah, I think actually everybody lyrically is pretty like sing song rhymey. And as I said about it in the previous episode, like it's just there to keep the beat, the, mm. the vocal and the lyrics. But that's because the people who were building everybody looked at them that way. Whereas if Emmy Lou Harris is like, hmm, and just like sort of pulls on him a little and is like, let me see if I can get these to fit. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, something good, I think. Totally. I agree. Um, Well, you also had a great idea for the next one on the list. Uh, Well, you know, another patron saint, Jason Isbell, uh, will be covering uh, Gambler, which is not a song. I feel like that was mentioned by uh, some of our Patreon supporters as a song that they really like. Like oh, all no, time. it was me mentioning it in the film soundtracks oh, chapter. Oh, yeah. And I remember being like, oh, you like that song? Because I don't, <laughs> like, I'm not going to run out of the room. I just, I just feel like she wasn't trying maybe 100%. Um, but I would, this is another one that I would like to hear slowed down and mm. imbued with some regretful life experience. Uh, and I think that Isbell and his bride, Amanda Shires, and his bride's beautiful shoes and even more beautiful violin work uh, are the perfect match for that. Agreed. I think that would be awesome to hear because, like, again, it's just like he's such a an excellent musician and so is Amanda Shires. Like, they would find something that we hadn't expected there. Well, and there's also that... Um, 
you know, I think that he comes often from a place of being in recovery. And I think that he can find he can find another hook into the lyrics because mm. of the gambling. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a little bit like, I don't know, not glib, but like maybe that's a little surface for me to say. But I'd just like to see what happens. Totally. Well, similarly, I love the Ray of Light album so much, and I love the song The Power of Goodbye. Mm. Uh, and uh, we know that you also love it for a reason that is explored in another chapter of the book. <laughs> we'll yes. we'll, we'll let the readers discover what that means. But um, <laughs> I would love to hear The Power of Goodbye, which, of course, introduces Madonna's emotional electronica phase that album ray of light does at least yes. i'd love to hear the power of goodbye updated by billy eilish who has taken emotional electronica to such a dark fascinating mm. blood on the elbow blood on the knee place mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know exactly what that image means but it feels right um so i would just really like to hear what billy eilish and her brother phineas who does all of her production work would do with the power of goodbye because there could be some real creepy shit going on in this song uh in their hands and i'd be interested i i think that's so true like when i read your contribution for this song i went down a sort of like wool gathering lane about other songs like it Mm. that would that like eilish should do a whole album of covers of like uh sorry of uh nobody's perfect mm-hmm. of um there's a there's a song i can't pull the name but there's a song from the evita uh, soundtrack it's not it's one that like flows into you must love me at some point mm-hmm. that I, I just think would be really interesting um, there's, there's mean, also a song mm-hmm. called um ecstatic process on the american life album that i think billy eilish would fucking do great things with also a song called nothing fails on that album Mm. because there's so many we always come back to this idea that um dance music can store a lot of pain and convert it to um ecstatic process actually so totally that's a really good pairing as you've said universe hear our cry (laughs) Oh my God, please. Especially on this next one, which you also brought to us. Yes, I'm going to say, I do think that of all of the choices that I made, this is, I'll just say, I think the most inspired. <laughs> I it, In the literal, like, it was in the universe and had not cohered until you gave it voice. And then it's like, oh, obviously, this is the order of things. Yes, I think that the song's secret until you shared your secret with me should be covered by Beyonce. Come on. I mean, and I mean, I am assuming in your imagining that it is a borderline NC 17. Oh, hell yeah. That secret is something that uh, only grownups get to know about. <laughs> yeah. We'll be describing that secret in terms of girth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear it. I want to see the music video. I want to hear the runs. I I just, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Same. Okay, so the next song in the chapter is another one that I chose, and it is the song Later from Dick Tracy, of course, classic. But I think that this torch ballad should be covered by Lizzo, who has the great sensual confidence to pull it off and is just a great singer. And she can really turn it into a 
um, showstopper in a way that Madonna vocally just can't, which is fine. But I think Lizzo could really find something, and I think that she could tell the story of this song uh, very, very well. And I am fucking dying to see this video that, because this song does not exist, except on the paper of our book, (laughs) also does not exist. But, uh, I mean, that video would just be an all-timer, truly. Oh, my God, yes. And honestly, like, again, no one has ever had a major hit in America with a Madonna cover. So get on it. It's a whole well waiting to be drunk from. Yeah. And which you are, which you are given free access to, like we are not charging for these ideas except (laughs) for you to buy the book. Like seriously, please. And Lizzo, if Lizzo records sooner or later, I I, I would just ask that just tweet one tweet. That's like great idea. (laughs) Right. We Um, We really don't ask for that much. Um, now, um, you are going to bring us home with the final entry in this chapter. I am indeed. Uh, this is Take a Bow. It is covered by Dolly Parton. Mm. Uh, there's going to be, I mean, it, I don't think that changing the essential mood of this song is a good idea. And I don't think Dolly Parton needs to do that. I do think that one of the things that makes this song so beautiful and something that I treasure is that beautiful soaring backing vocal. Mm -hmm. So I would like Steve Earle to join her and just like bring it down to earth a bit, but keep that wistfulness to it. Um, But I mean, this might actually be too much for the world (laughs) like forget steeping things in rue this version will just submerge the song entirely in rue uh but i don't think that's always a bad thing and i would like to see dolly parton and steve earl work together anyway and i think that dolly parton and madonna probably see each other as artists in a way that would be really fun for me to hear what dolly does with it oh my god see uh like the we what we have created here is a future Grammy winner for album of the year, quite yeah. frankly. And uh, I, I don't not need the money. So, <laughs> universe, hear my cry in American dollars. <laughs> I'm joking. I actually would be content with just like a thank you in the liner notes with my name spelled correctly, and to hear these beautiful songs, which like Madonna gave and then will give to the world to, to reimagine, which is her gift, I think. Oh, totally. Well, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this little taste of Madonna A to Z. I will tell you it was a total joy to write the book with you, Sarah. Um, and Back at you. Thank you. And if you would like to buy a copy of Madonna A to Z, which we hope that you will, you can find it at... Mark and Sarah talk about songs.com. That's Mark and Sarah talk about songs.com. And if you do buy the book, please let us know what you think. We would love to hear your responses to the chapters and hear about covers of Madonna songs that you would like to use the secret to will into the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the website is also where you can find all of our social media in case you don't know it already, but we would love to hear from you about Madonna covers that, Uh, you were inspired to think of or that we might have missed slash should add to this future Grammy winner. So thank you for listening and thank you for contributing. We couldn't do this without you. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about songs. Songs.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.